TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. But it's not too hot just yet. When I say glorious, I mean the weather. I don't mean the mustache of Robert Root. Although I love the mustache of Robert Root. Don't get me wrong. That is also glorious. My name is Greg DeMarco. You can follow me on the Twitter at ChairShotGreg. You can also find me on the Instagram and the Facebook at that same address. And this is Driving with DeMarco. I invite you along with me for the morning commute and the afternoon commute each and every weekday, as long as I'm working, this show is taking place. Usually runs anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. I am driving, so there could be some considerations made for that throughout the show. I've got to be safe. Arizona recently passed some hands-free legislation like on Tuesday of this week. So that impacts things just a little bit, but hopefully you can hear. Hopefully you have fun. I'd love to know what you think, so let me know on any of those forms of social media or even at chair or excuse me greg demarco at the chairshot.com send me an email i would love to hear that as well of course i did mention the chairshot.com that is the website where we encourage you to always use your head we give you the hardest hitting reviews reviews i just said reviews twice reviews analysis opinions everything we do with 100 of attitude bitch as uh Christopher Platt would say in the soundbite. I don't think you're a bitch if you're listening. I think you're wonderful and a lovely human being. Now, you can also uh, find the website on the social medias at thechairshot.com. That's the Facebook, Instagram, and of course, the Twitter machine. If you're listening, you should probably be a patron of The Chair Shot. If you're not, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Just five bucks, you get all kinds of amazing content, including your editions of Driving with DeMarco, Pod is More, the hashtag Miranda Show, early and ad-free articles peppered in throughout the week, and so much more. Early podcast access, Chair Shot stickers, all kinds of great stuff, t-shirts, depending on what tier you're at. So you can get a higher tier, not the $5 tier. We'll give you your own personal article. We'll write it just for you. We'll produce a podcast just for you. You can even have your own podcast with us. You want to spend 15 grand? We'll come chill with you for a few days. We'll have some fun. It's the ultimate wrestling fan experience. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. So if you're listening to The Chair Shot and you're reading The Chair Shot, you might as well actually back up. Everything I just described, again, patreon.com forward slash... pothole on road ahead. Yeah, yeah, pothole. We don't have a lot of those in Phoenix, so I'm okay with that. Again, patreon.com forward slash the chair shot. That's patreon.com forward slash the chair shot. Only five 
bucks. It's amazing. You won't find a better deal anywhere. If you're spending $11.99 on Dave Meltzer, you can damn sure spend five bucks on the chair shot. You're gonna get more for what you're for your five bucks with us anyway. And if you're listening and you're reading the chair shot, yeah, you should probably be wearing the chair shot as well. It's Friday, sporting my chair shot gear as I always do on Fridays. Head on over to prowrestingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. I got a new alternate logo in development right now that will also appear on our shirts. So I'm excited about that. I have got, uh, we have got, I should say, the Jesus Did the Job shirt. Of course, we just celebrated Easter, so you can get that one as well. The hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling shirt, which I'm very excited about. We also have the Corona shirt, which recently had an order, which is really, really cool. Plenty of Chair Shot logo shirts. The Chair Shot 316 shirt. And the Baron Corbin Sucks shirt, endorsed by the man himself. Baron Corbin. If you actually think Baron Corbin sucks, you should buy this shirt and show everybody that you think Baron Corbin sucks. If you like Baron Corbin, you should buy this shirt because he's a heel. He's a great heel. He's one of the true heel, few true heels they actually have in WWE. So you should buy this shirt and show them that he's getting over as a heel. There's so many reasons for you to buy that shirt and it's only $19.99 and it goes to support a great website in thechairshot.com. So that's prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot or you can go to thechairshot.com and pick the store option on our menu. But again, that's prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Support your favorite wrestling website, which of course is thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Topic number nine for the week. That's right, it's Friday morning, so we are in to topic number nine. First of all, I apologize. Topic number eight got uploaded late. Had some technical difficulties last night. Things didn't seem to want to upload with the file. I got that to work this morning, so that will be available for you as well. So you kind of get a double shot this morning. Not by design, but it's still there for you because I wouldn't let you down. So anyway, but topic number nine this morning, it's one I didn't want to hit but it's one that's probably going to come up uh, every so often on this show. It came up on the Twitter, so it's all the rage. And if you're listening, you probably already know this stuff, but it, it's, you know, if you know me, you definitely know how I feel about it, but it's time. It's time to talk about the ratings. Roger had a little bit of a dip in the ratings, as did SmackDown, and, you know, the show consistently lost viewers over the three hours, and everybody's all up in arms because the product sucks, and therefore, the ratings suck. And I'm here to be your Dean Ambrose gif and tell you when you say that the ratings wouldn't be so bad if the product wasn't so bad, I'm here to tell you, nope, because it's just simply not true. That's just not how these things work. It's an easy argument to make. It's a convenient argument to make to support your the product sucks narrative. And I definitely get it. And I don't blame you for diving into that. But what I'm trying to tell you is to be better, be smarter, understand what you're talking about, and understand what you are watching. So let me talk to you about the ratings because everyone points to the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars because of the amazing ratings that Raw and Nitro were pulling in. And if you look together, you were looking at anywhere from 8 million to 10 million people were watching wrestling. And that is simply not true. There was so much overlap in that viewership, it's not even funny. You need to understand how ratings work because we, we covered this on an early edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. When I say early, I don't mean that early, like last year. Because Patrick O'Dowd used to be a Nielsen household. And basically, there was a little box that was plugged into your 
television and it monitored what you watched and how you watched it. But here's the thing about Nielsen. It doesn't just sit here and and monitor you 24-7. It checks in every quarter hour and it checks in maybe a couple times in the quarter hour to, to see what you're doing and what you're watching, which means if you're flipping channels, what you might count for more than one show. If it checks in early in the quarter hour with USA Network and you're watching Raw, you're going to get some points for Raw. Now, if you flip over to an NBA playoff game on TNT and it checks in at TNT 10 minutes later, you're going to count for that one too. So there's tons of overlap. And that was the issue during the Monday Night Wars. People were counting double. They were counting for Raw and they were counting for Nitro. So you, so, so basically, if you look at the highest ratings at the time and maybe add on 10, 15%, maybe 25%, that's what you're looking at is probably the peak in viewership for wrestling at the time. Now, everyone loves to compare though. Look at the ratings now versus looking at the ratings during the Monday Night Wars. Obviously the product sucks. And that's just simply not true either. Because think about what it was like in the late 90s. We're talking about 20 years ago. Think about how many TV channels you had to watch. You might have had a lot of TV channels back in the late 90s, but God, you got a lot more now. And not everybody had the ultimate package. I was in college in the late 90s. I think I might have had 50 or 60 channels, and I barely ever watched them. All right, but I had USA Network, and I had TNT, so I can watch Raw, and I can watch Nitro. But I had stuff to do on Monday nights when I was in college. I had fraternity meetings on Monday nights. So I couldn't watch live back then. I had to bust out the VCR. Or I had to go online and read about it at times. Because I had shit to do. And that was 20 years ago. But you have so many more options for your television viewing now. More live sports than ever before. Alright? We know what live sports does to ratings. Look at this week's ratings. The top two shows on cable on Monday night were NBA playoff basketball. We'll talk about what number three, number four, number five were here in a second. Trust me. But it's just so many, it's just so different right now. You have so many television viewing options. And that doesn't even go into the other non-television viewing options. I'm talking about Netflix and how people love to binge watch stuff. I'm talking about Hulu. I'm talking about Amazon Prime. People have so many more streaming options. Right? My television is a smart TV. Watching, tel- watching actual TV on my television is, is one box, one tile amongst all the other tiles, like my WWE Network tile. We didn't have the WWE Network 20 years ago. Think of all the content you can watch there now. There are just so many more choices. YouTube was nothing 20 years ago. You can sit down and pretty much get the entire gist of Raw or SmackDown by watching it on YouTube and watching the videos. You can go back and watch Raw or SmackDown on Hulu. They'll cut out a couple segments that probably weren't that important to you anyway. Just to shorten the show up a little bit. It's just there's so many more options. People don't watch TV the same way they used to. But because it supports your narrative, you're going to say the product sucks and that's why the ratings are down. Now, I need to kind of bring it around to, to another topic and that's just about the rating itself. Watch everyone, out. Vehicle stopped on shoulder ahead. All right. Vehicle stopped on shoulder. I hope you're okay. Everyone loves to point to how Raw loses viewers throughout the show. Well, no shit. It's a three-hour long show that starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time and ends at 11 p.m. Eastern time. This, of course, is going to lose viewers. People got to go to bed. People got to watch Raw. 
and then they got to go to bed and you're going to lose some people at nine, you're going to lose some people at 10, and you're going to have some people that make it through. Here's another thing to consider. Yeah, Raw loses viewers throughout the show. The vast, major- the vast majority of viewers watch the whole thing. No one ever points at that. Everyone talks about, okay, they lost, you know, 20% of the viewers from beginning to end of the show. No one ever points out they kept 80% of the viewers from beginning to end of the show because that doesn't support your narrative. And I, I, need, to, I need to update that statement, that that doesn't support your narrative statement, okay? Just to really drive things home. I hope you're ready for this. That doesn't support your stupid fucking narrative because it is stupid, because it has nothing to do. The quality of the booking, the quality of the writing has very little to do with the rating, all right? When you look at a SWOT analysis, which is strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats. The strength of WWE is the talent. I'm going to do a whole show on this. The weakness is probably the creative process. The opportunities would be things like moving to Fox, things like, you know, developing new content, stuff like that. The threats... Exit onto exit 153. Shut her up for a little bit. Yo, dude. I'm sorry. I almost had somebody come over and hit me. That would have been their fault. So, anyway. Yeah, they literally just came over to my lane. That's the first time that happened. Episode 14. So, there you go. Almost died. I wouldn't have died. They did almost hit me there. I didn't honk at them, but that's okay. Trust me. That was their fault. I never left my lane. They sure as hell left theirs. Anyway. Now, it unfortunately caused me to lose my train of thought, but, you know, no one ever talks about, I said, your stupid fucking narrative, right? That's where we'll, we'll pick things back up because it is a stupid narrative. I talked about strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and I was talking about threats. The biggest threats to the product and threats are things you can't control. Threats are outside factors that you've got to deal with, all right? Look up a SWOT analysis. I went to business school. It's a very important thing to look at if you want to understand because WWE, it's a business, Maybe I should start doing more SWOT analyses or analyses or analysis. I don't know. But what are the threats facing WWE program? Number one is competition. And I don't mean all elite wrestling. I don't mean Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, any of that bullshit. I mean NCAA basketball, the Final Four. I mean the NBA, you know, playoffs, the NFL when it comes back on Monday nights. There's so many more bits of competition that are out there for WWE. You've got the changing and viewing habits. That's a threat. That's something WWE can't control. Something they got to deal with. All right. The product and the quality of what you see is very little. Because remember, the majority of the two point whatever million people that are watching Raw and the millions of people that are watching SmackDown, they're not you. They're not me. They don't analyze the product. They tune in for the stars. They tune in for the excitement, the action, the production. Then they tune out. And that's why WWE does so much recapping on their programs because they know that some people don't watch it from week to week, that some people tune in, pick it up on YouTube. They are a 360-degree media company. They're going to put out their product on TV, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. They're going to put it out every which way possible because that's the kind of product they are and that's the kind of product they put out. But here's the most important thing you need to understand about the ratings. If you really want ammunition to talk about your ratings argument, if you really want ammunition to show that the product, that the quality of the product or that that WWE needs to worry about the ratings, right now they don't need to worry about the ratings. 
when do they need to worry? There's a time. A time will come when they got to worry out. about the ratings. And that will come when they drop out of the top five. I mentioned this past Monday, the top two shows were, N- were NBA playoff basketball on TNT for the cable ratings in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is their key demographic. All right, number one, NBA playoff basketball. Number two, NBA playoff basketball. Number three, Monday Night Raw. Number four, Monday Night Raw. Number five, Monday Night Raw. Raw consistently occupies three of the top five positions in the cable ratings in the sought-after 18-49 demographic every single Monday night, 52 weeks out of the year. They average the top five. You can't find any other programming that does that so consistently that can occupy three of the top five every Monday night. Why the hell do you think Fox gave them Billions with a B for their product. No one can do what WWE does. And that's why they're so strong. And that's why your quality of the product, quality of the writing, quality of the booking, who they push, argument, doesn't hold water. Doesn't hold shit. Because it doesn't matter. They are a huge, you know, everybody likes to use that too big to, too big to fail argument. I don't think that's true. I think they got to work. And I think they got a lot of work they can still do. But the biggest thing to understand about the WWE's product is that... Excuse me, I got to turn, so I apologize for that delay. The biggest thing to understand is that if they can stay in the top five, they're doing what they need to do. They're being successful. And I know it doesn't fit your argument, but you got to change your argument. Because here's the thing. You cannot like the product, and that's fine. But don't use ratings as the reason why they need to change. Come up with something else. Be more creative, be better, because you gotta understand, their ratings are fine. Their ratings got them on Fox. Their ratings got them a new bigger deal with USA Network, because they put out 52 weeks of content a year, and they consistently deliver a top five rating. Because advertisers don't care what WWE does against itself 20 years ago. Advertisers and networks don't measure the product against the ratings of 20 years ago. They are smart enough to know that's asinine. You as a fan, obviously you're not smart enough to know that, but they are. Those executives are. They measure themselves against their competition today. What shows are they competing against? What other shows could me as a sponsor or me as an advertiser spend my marketing dollars on? And WWE has proven why you should spend your marketing dollars on them. And if it wasn't wrestling, if it wasn't WWE, if it wasn't something that your beloved Attitude Era kind of fucked up 20 years ago, they'd be getting even more advertising and sponsorship dollars because they deliver. They deliver despite the stigma of wrestling. And it does still exist. Trust me. But the ratings that matter are the top five. If they consistently drop out of that top five, now you've got an argument. All right, I'm gonna give you a little, little I'm gonna give you the cheat sheet. Watch those ratings. If they fall out of the top five, then you can make the argument that something needs to change. But when they're consistently in the top five, you can't make that argument, at least not for that reason. You can't point to ratings as the reason they need to change if they're still consistently in the top five, because that's the only measurement that matters. The overall viewer numbers don't matter because what you never look at is the households utilizing television, the hut levels. If less people are watching TV, the rating's going to be lower. 
And that's not something WWE can control. WWE can't put out a product that'll force people to sit down in front of the television. TV doesn't work that way now. Not in this era of streaming media. We're not even in the DVR era anymore. We're in the streaming media era. But if they're in the top five, if basically anybody who did watch television, a good majority portion of them watched WWE because they're in the top five, and I don't just mean in the top five, I mean three of the top five, that's fucking amazing. That's why Fox is willing to bet on WWE. That's why USA was willing to re-up and give more money to WWE. Because they gave a lot of money for one show in comparison to what they were paying for two. So obviously it behooves them to be a part of the WWE family. So I'm going to give you the clue again one more time to make sure you listened, to make sure you heard, to make sure you understood. This is your lesson. This is your learning point of the show, which I love to give you. Biggest thing you can learn from this, focus on the top five. If WWE falls within the top five, but mainly if WWE falls out of the top five, now you got your argument. Now you can make your argument against the quality of the product. Until that happens, shut up. No one wants to hear you bitch and complain about the ratings when the WWE is in the top five. That's going to do it for the AM edition. All right, number nine for the week, number 14 overall of Driving with DeMarco. I thank you for being a part of the show. Again, I am at ChairShotGreg on all your forms of social media. The website is TheChairShot.com on all your forms of social media. It is TheChairShot.com. Sign up, Patreon.com forward slash TheChairShot, just five bucks. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Pick up your very own ChairShot t-shirt and thank you thank you for being a part of this journey this is something i started last wednesday there's been 14 of these and i gotta tell you it's it's a fucking blast so the fact that people are listening that they're telling me what they think that they're getting involved i can't tell you how much i appreciate it so thank you we'll keep doing it for you because we love you and we couldn't couldn't imagine not doing this for you the way that we do so thank you and we'll talk to you this afternoon on another edition of driving with demarco